Hello, friends. Welcome to the Drew and Dan podcast. Like last time, we will be talking about the NBA first and the Bachelorette second. If you're here to listen to the Bachelorette, skip ahead to about the 22-minute mark. But that would also be a mistake because the NBA part is just as awesome, and we talk about Paul Pierce pooping his pants. Land. Hello, friends. Uh, how about that intro music? Wow, it's pretty nice. <laughs> Drew has no idea what the intro music is. No, I like is, it. But he's it's good. He's swaying to the beats. It's good. Um, thank you for joining us. Yep. Uh, as last time, this is a hybrid NBA pod and Bachelorette pod. Um, the NBA portion is going to be a little bit shorter this time. Um, who knows how long the Bachelorette portion will be? Um, Maybe for infinity. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Drew, kick us off NBA. What do you want to talk about first? There's really three things that I want to talk about. Hey, um, yeah, well, first of all, thanks for listening, everybody. Got a lot of great um, comments from the last pod. Thanks for all the tweets. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. that was at Drew Martin, so appreciate all the feedback. Nobody was really tweeting yeah, at Dayo Tree. D-R-E-W Martin. <laughs> no, D-R-U. No one was really <laughs> tweeting at Dayo Tree, but um, I appreciated the feedback on the pod. Um, that's not true. Dan, how come you always sound better on this than I do? Like, That's just natural. No. My voice. No, for what, I'm classically you trained. Do, you do the... T- <laughs> you do the te- you do the technical work on this pod, and I can't help but notice your voice always We're sounds good. We're using the same microphone, and it sounds like I'm like underwater, like 300 miles away. <laughs> so I don't know what you're doing. It's because you just in speak your little real nasally all the in time. your little post production lab <laughs> with all your little gear. Drew, you know what? You're right. How about you start doing the production from now on? Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> uh, Okay, so we're, we're kicking off with the NBA, and yeah. since we last talked, we covered kind of the entire season uh, in our last uh, opening pod, and now we've had two games since, three games, have we had all three postseason games? Uh, I yeah, think so. Yeah, it was right before the NBA Finals kicked off, and now it is two to 2-1, Raptors lead, Dan, how surprised are you? Uh, I'm not surprised, the Raptors are really tough. And, and the Warriors are without. Uh, well, this last game they were without Clay, KD. Looney. Steph is having to do everything, but I think mean, we're finally realizing Steph can't do it alone, right? Yeah, especially with his left hand still taped. Mm-hmm. Uh, untape that sucker and see what happens. <laughs> but the Raptors are tough. Great defense. Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed for like just kind of thinking the Bucks were gonna easily advance to the finals because now that I've seen the Raptors like three full games yeah I mean we went into this in the last pot I guess but I still I mean now I'm, it's like 10 times more stronger they're loaded they are like top to bottom their bench I mean they're I mean they're getting incredible defense from their second unit from their first well, unit they're getting I mean yeah they, they got Danny Green and Van Fleet combining for like 10 threes last night and that's you know Kawhi's un, unguardable they I mean a surge swatting everything into the bleacher. It's like what in the heck? Marcus Saul's old, but he's so smart. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's grinding it out. I mean, spicy P. Yeah, and we're not talking about Siakam had the game of his life in game one, and he's yeah. played you know you know had a good game in game three. I mean, 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. They they are loaded, and um, and an undermanned Warriors team is in trouble. Yeah, Looney's out with a broken collarbone, right? Yeah, um, Clay Clay's probable for next game. But he he's playing next game. KD is out. KD is four. out. And let's be honest, Clay's a three and D guy, and and like I know we're kind of minimizing him by saying that, but he's probably the best three and D guy like in history. But I mean, you need your legs. Mm-hmm. And so he's not. It's not like his. I mean, he might play, but it doesn't mean his hamstring is going to be magically healed, right? Yeah. And you know, you need to be a threat to drive to be an effective three and D, or you need to be able to move laterally. And um, you know, we don't know that he can do those things. Yeah. So, but it won't take much. He just need. Here's the deal with the next game, game four in Oakland. Mm-hmm. The Warriors just have to get something from the bench. They can't get nothing. Game three, they got nothing. From Who are the they going to get something from? It just has to be somebody. Like, like they can't get nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, in game three, did you watch? I know you were working. I watched the whole thing. Okay. So, you notice, like, even in the moments when St- when they were chasing Steph off the three-point line, they did a really good job trapping and chasing. When they, even when they chased him <laughs> off, he was making the right drive and the right pass, but it would be, like, the right situation but to the wrong guy. All of a sudden, you'd have an inside-out opportunity where your you know your star guard drives and kicks like you want that you take that all all the time it's drebko shooting a three Mm -hmm. or quinn cook you know with more of a lane because steph's drawing defense drawing defense is driving in and getting like you know a tough layup in traffic but you'll normally take that but not from quinn cook you know or whatever it's just and you know what if if you're toronto whatever if you're toronto you kind of wanted steph to go off last game because you know you can contain everyone else, right. and you know it, they only have one day off in yeah. between games, right? Yep. You want him to be tired, and you want to chip away at him a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the, the the in game two, the Warriors had a third quarter explosion that won them the game. Yeah. And you know Clay was a huge part of that before he got injured, mm-hmm. a huge part of that, and um, they they had that they had the exact same after another rough start. They, you know, late second quarter and third quarter, they had the exact same movement and offense off the ball, clear out, slashing weak side. You know, all those things were happening. But again, it was the wrong guys. Yep. You know, <laughs> and they just couldn't. And then not to take anything away from the Raptors, who played an incredible game and just score. Every time the Warriors didn't score, the Raptors scored. Mm-hmm. You know, they just played defensively. They were incredible. Offensively, they were incredible. They played a great game. But I have to say this. Are you ready for this? Okay. Are you ready? Buckle your seatbelt. I don't know if I'm ready, but... As good as the Raptors played, and they were sensational, and as bad as the Warriors played, and outside of Steph, they were bad, with three minutes and 30 seconds left in the game, it was a 10-point difference. Yeah, I had the same thought. Now, how about this? It should have been like a 30-point. Now, how about... Just slow your roll. Listen to me for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What did I say? Three, I min- the Warriors lose. three minutes, 30 seconds, 10-point differential. Yeah. Okay? The refs had nine points. They wiped off the board with bad calls. Now, I'm not saying the refs missed a call here, and then they missed a call here, and then the other team came down and scored. Like, that happens, and that stuff evens, it, evens itself out. Yeah. But the Warriors had two layups that hit the glass that got blocked. And they were not called goaltends. That's an automatic goaltender. The ball comes off the glass. It's just done. Yeah. But the refs didn't see the ball hit the glass. And the replay showed the ball hit the glass on a fast break. Right? Draymond was one. And 
I forget who the other one was, but they had two layups off the glass that got swatted. No call, no goaltend calls. That's four points. Steph had a three that he banged, and they called an offensive foul on uh, McKinney, or was it Cook? One of them when um, uh, Lowry initiated the contact. Or even Van Gundy, noted Warrior hater who despises the Warriors, said that foul is on Lowry. Wiped yeah. away Steph's three. And then Bogut had the tip put back on the free throw at the end, and they said his hand was over the cylinder. Replay showed his hand was not over the cylinder. That's actually nine points where the ball went in the hoop or with an automatic goaltend, not called. So my point, Dan, is three minutes, 30 seconds left in the game. It could have been a one-point game. You think the Warriors, when you're, it's a 10-point game with 330, they're thinking, we got to shoot our way into this. So they're launching. They're settling for long jumpers. Mm-hmm. If it's a one-point game with 330, you think they play a little differently? Yeah. That's that's without Clay. That's without Katie. That's without Looney. It could have been – I'm just saying. Let me ask you this, Drew. Are you ready for this question? Well, I'm still a little mad, but go ahead. <laughs> Would you have – Treated last year's championship win differently had you have known it was the last championship that the Golden State Warriors <laughs> were going to win. Would you have a no. little bit, you, a little bit differently? No. You would have reacted a little differently if you knew it was the last time, right? No, no. I said this. On right. the, I said this on the last pod, and I'll say it again. Come on. I grew up watching. Joe Smith, and mm. I grew up watching Todd Fuller, and I grew up watching Vontigo Cummings, and I grew up watching <laughs> Bimbo Coles, and you know, Bobby Sura, and David Wood, and you know what I mean? I remember when Chris Webber, like, dunking on Barkley was the biggest Warriors highlight of all time, right, before Baron Davis dunked on Karolinko, right? The whole, like, I literally have, my whole life have watched the Warriors. They've been bad. I stopped watching the postseason Every year, I did. I rarely watch. Like we were just talking about Paul Pierce and that Celtics Lakers game. We'll get to that in a second. But it's like I don't even remember. Like I barely remember the wheelchair because it was a wheelchair. But I don't even remember the game. You want because as a Warriors fan, I just stopped watching. I stopped caring. So when the Warriors won their first title, I'm good. The fact that they've won three out of four, it's like literally it doesn't even matter. Like because. They're going to come back to Earth. They're on their way back down to Earth. Still got a shot this year, but it doesn't like I'm good for a long time. Okay, and I get to watch Steph Curry every week, every year. Steph is incredible. Uh, Really quick, what do you think is going to happen in Game Four? Man, do you think it's a bounce back? I, dude, I just think if the Warriors get something from the bench, they're in it. They're in it at the end of the game. If the Warriors get goose eggs from the bench. The Warriors get no production or negative production, mm-hmm. then they're gonna lose. It's gonna. It comes down to that. It's literally like Steph's gonna score. If Clay comes in, we'll see what he can do. Depends on how, how hard he really is. But bottom line is the Warriors have to get something from the bench because the Raptors are get are just. I mean, what they have all five stars and double figures like in the first half. Yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Okay, uh, enough finals talk for now. Uh, my two topics left are just quick Lakers off season because I have to. Yeah. And uh, Paul Pierce, which one do you want to hit first? Uh, Paul Pierce's poop pants. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I remember watching every game of those finals, the 08 Lakers Celtics. Um, Lakers lost that series. Yeah. It was an incredible Celtics team. I Paul Pierce, Garnett. I mean Ray R- Allen, R- Posey. Leon Poe, Kendrick Perkins, a young Rajon Rondo. It was like an awesome team. Wow, how'd you root against him? <laughs> I, that's another story. Okay. Uh, 
I remember, I can't remember a time where I was more upset watching a basketball game than, I can't remember what game it was, but Paul Pierce, he was having a decent game, and then something happened, he hits a three, and he like falls back, and they call timeout, he's he's in yeah. pain, Yeah. his crew surrounds him, they stick him in a wheelchair, they wheel him off the court. Yeah, he's down, he's on the ground, and they have to wheel him off. Yeah, and for me, I gotta admit, I was stoked, because Paul Pierce was hot that series, man, I don't, I don't... You said you turned turn it off because you're a Warriors fan, but yeah. he was really good. He was playing awesome. He was getting in everyone's head. Uh, he wheels off the court. I'm like, okay, this is great. This is a good break for us. About five, ten minutes later, they wheel him back out. He plays. He hits a bunch of dagger shots. The game ends. That's history. Yeah. So the legend lives on in, in Laker lore, in the deep Laker Reddit threads, which I tend to frequent sometimes. And it's always been referred to as the Paul Pierce wheelchair game. Yeah, the wheelchair game. So there's been this theory going around that sort of legend now. There's there's a couple of videos of like a zoom in of Paul Pierce's butt and what appears to be like a little poop stain. <laughs> and and the Celtics, they're, it's a home game, so they're wearing white. And it was just kind of a funny thing to po- poke jokes at. Turns out last week, Paul Pierce on the air admits that that is indeed what happened, <laughs> which which only raises further speculation. Did um, not to this is a family podcast, not to get too graphic. The only possible reason that you would need to be wheeled off the court in a wheelchair if there's a um, a digestive issue happening is if you're concerned that your white shorts are gonna show more than uh, you want to. I was just thinking if he got up to get, you know how normally people leave a court, you know, people support them, like arms over the shoulders, get carried, like kind of hop off or whatever. Yeah. I thought he was just concerned like all the poop would just fall out of the bottom of his shoulders. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It would just be like all over the floor, <laughs> like a like a trail. Uh. But, um, and the funny thing was he came back. So like, I mean, what happened? I mean, did he just put on a diaper? Dude, Paul yeah, Pierce he- diaper game? Dude, you heard it here first. The diaper game game happened. So he's like, get me some Depends. He probably took a shower, got a new pair of shorts, came back out. You know how fresh you feel after you take a shower? That's why why he was hitting shots. But he's an NBA player. He's going to shake loose. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to happen. But, dude, I think think there's a diaper involved. In a a year. A a man-sized diaper. (laughs) In a year of really tough breaks for the Lakers, um, we find joy in moments like this. So. Lakers Nation, we may have lost that series in 2008, but ultimately we won the war. Uh, Prior to... Kobe Bryant never pooped his pants on the court. Yeah. In fact, the only grown man I really know who's like fully pooped his pants like that is Matt Ehlers. Matt Ehlers. Great story. Yeah. And like you could say he pooped on his pants. Yeah, it wasn't really that he pooped his pants. He pooped on his pants. It It was like borderline intentional, which is a whole other weird thing. Yeah. Anyways, that's the Paul Pierce news. I also, uh, this morning, I was telling a room full of people at work, and uh, my boss walked in right when I was getting to the punchline. He's like, well, don't stop the story on my account. So to a, to a silent room, I just said, Paul Pierce pooped his pants. <laughs> and she went into her office and closed the door. Yeah. And uh, I've not heard from her since. Anyways, last little bit. Um, people, little, are, people are on the move. People are on the move. A little bit of free agency. Nets. Cleared up another max slot, so they have two, two max slots, which is pretty crazy. And they're in Brooklyn. That's a cool place to live. Yeah, which is weird because no one... I think the Knicks, 
The Knicks are like sort of Lakers East in the sense that they always assume free agents are going to come there. Yeah. Um, even though for both teams, Lakers and Knicks, Lakers besides LeBron, free agents don't really come to those places. You know, like the draw of the city is not enough. So Brooklyn is now emerging as this second landing spot, right? Yeah. Um, Kyrie's heavily rumored to be there. There's rumors that he had a dinner with some of the players last night, um, which. If the Nets sign Kyrie, that means they have a slot for one other max player. It means they didn't listen to our podcast because we said Kyrie has a dark secret. And since we broke that on the pod... The dark web. Not that we know what his dark secret is, but we just assume there is one. Um, I don't know if you guys have been looking at Kyrie's Instagram, but it has gotten weird and cryptic. Like Mm -hmm. Zodiac-level weird and cryptic like it's very there's strange stuff afoot like we we may have saved some lives here on the pod by by letting people know yeah like you know there's some weird stuff going on in Kyrie's head yeah and uh and so yeah just uh nets be careful nets uh the lakers obviously are always always in the middle of trade conversations which as a fan is both fun because it's just nice to be considered yeah. by Every player, but it's also uh, infuriating because we never really seem to sign anybody. But Dan, what is your dream yeah. scenario for the Lakers that could realistically happen? We we need to get Anthony Davis. That's it. Uh, it starts there. Right. It, I know. I'm saying, what's your full dream scenario? Full dream. We trade. Ideally, not everything, but that's probably what it's going to take. We trade, we get AD, um, and we get someone in free agency this year, whether or not it's Kemba Walker. Um, Kyrie, I thought might be possible last week, but I think he's going to Brooklyn. I would honestly, um, as weird of a guy as he is, I like I like Butler al- alongside LeBron and AD. Um, well, Butler's a great player. Yeah. So... I don't. I don't think it's realistic. We're not going to get Clay. I'm trying to think realistically. Yeah. Um, Middleton is a guy that I would. I would really love for us to have him because he's still. He's an amazing player, but he's still a little bit under the radar. Yeah. Um. I'm he did, pu- He didn't have a great uh, semifinal series. But it's his first rodeo. Yeah. It's his first rodeo in the postseason. Great player. Um. That's you can't surround. You, or I'm saying you have to surround LeBron with shooters. Yeah, right? yeah. You're um, right. So we'll see. Honestly, I just we we either need to get rid of all our young guys or LeBron. Yeah, that's how I see it. the The only other scenario that would work is we if we strike out with AD. Hopefully, we sign one of the free agents, and then I don't know. You got to trade something. Um, Trade for like a year or two of Mike Conley. Try to trade for Bradley Beal, something. You know what's a really bad gig for LA is <laughs> LeBron's agent, the other player on the Lakers that shares an agent with LeBron, is KCP. Caldwell Pope is literally the most trash basketball player so I've trash. ever seen play as far as shot selection as far as just oh, I mean it's it's just he's so bad he's and, so bad. and I very rarely say NBA players are bad because they're obviously NBA players are the best in the world and so what I mean by that is he just hurts his team mm-hmm. just by being on the court and it's like anybody shares an agent with LeBron so of all the players rumored to be going somewhere it, he's not he's never named in the rumors because no. the agent's going to keep everyone together. It's like, you do not want KCP on your team, no matter what team you are. 
He's uh, just going to hurt your team. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's bad. We'll see. I think it's going to be a crazy offseason regardless. It's coming um, up. Yeah. We're about to see some fireworks happen because people are people are aligning themselves to actually make moves. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe Clay Thompson's name gets attached. Yeah, uh, I mean, you never know. Latest rumor from KD. Latest rumor about KD. He's staying. Did really? You, did you hear that? No. Uh, Is I, it like an unfinished business type of thing? No, it's a Nike dropped a t-shirt. You haven't heard about this? No. There was a leak on a new Nike t-shirt that basically lists all of KD's destinations from like middle school on, like by city, you know, and you know goes through, you know, where Maryland, where he's from, and then like, um, you know, Virginia area, whatever. Then it's like Texas, you know, and then Seattle, OKC, Oakland, and then. San Francisco is also on the shirt, and it's a it's a it's an unreleased Nike shirt. Yeah, but do you like you know, you know if you go on like a missions trip overseas and you'll see like kids wearing the the championship shirts of the team that lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you're just saying there's going to be a lot of San Francisco KD shirts floating around. Well, I'm just saying like Nike. Nike has to be prepared for anything, right? There's probably other shirts well, out I'm there that say like Oakland, shirt. New York, Oakland, Los Angeles. There's not. That just San Francisco. Nike, please reach out to us. Um, <laughs> or Wyden and Kennedy. At, uh, at Drew here. Martin. D-R-E-W Martin. D-R-U-M-A-R-T-I-N. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, I got Nike contacts. I'll talk to that, <laughs> That's our NBA stuff for now. Um, guys, join us probably next week, um, which... At that point, before games in, Raps will be up three one on the brink of winning their first Woo! NBA Finals. Bold or, call, bold call. Or it'll be two two, which in which case literally anything could happen. Yeah, if the Warrior, Warriors got to get something from the bench, it's, that's how it happens. It's been a fun series, regardless. Even game three with the Warriors, it seemed like the whole game they were going to lose. But like the opportunity we have to watch Steph just do his thing. Yeah. Dribble through traffic, shoot crazy threes. It's fun. Hashtag Steph better. Yep. Uh, if you are hoping to listen to the Bachelorette podcast portion of the podcast, um, stay tuned. Coming up after these fresh beats. Hey, we're back for some Bachelor Nation talk. Bachelor Nation, thanks the, for joining us. How about the, those fresh beats? The, <laughs> what is that, Metallica? <laughs> for whom the bell tolls. Drew has no idea that I'm actually planning on just filling the voids with silence no, this no, podcast. No, no, no. Uh, Drew, yep. we're here to talk about our favorite show, The Bachelorette. Um, Bachelor's good too, though, but Bachelorette's our favorite, I would say. Yeah, uh, and other various MTV shows. Uh, Drew, yep. you not to call you out in front of everybody, uh, dude. You sort of bailed on us. We we had to watch The Bachelorette by ourselves this week. I had to watch by myself. You bailed on us. <laughs> Where was I? I don't even remember. What did, what? I was with you. Oh wow! The truth comes out. Oh, oh yeah. Jody's here too. <laughs> hmm. Um, it's fine though. We. We got over it. It's cool. Yeah, I can't remember where I was. But anyway, we are what? here. We it have watched. Us. We did not. Normally, we have a big taco bachelorette party. Um, usually throwing down some spicy carnitas. Carnitas. And uh, yeah, that didn't happen this time. But we watched. And mm-hmm. it was. And it was. Um, 
You know, it was a good episode, um, but it was one of those ones that like started slow. Yeah. Then it built to like that crescendo moment, and then it was like coming up next week. Um, yeah, that's like, the word. I knew. Ah. I knew it was coming. You know, when you kind of like look at the clock and you look at where yep. this, you're like, okay. I didn't. Yeah, gonna... I didn't realize until I was fast forwarding. You know, through the commercials, I was like, oh, they're gonna just totally. Sort of like watching yeah. the last two minutes of The Sopranos. You're like, what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen? <laughs> They're literally sitting in yeah. diner. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so there's a few really interesting things that happened this season. Let's start talking about Jed and his one-on-one date. Yep. You ready for this? Yep. So to, to kind of ease us in from our NBA portion of the podcast. Uh, Do you know anyone named Jed in real life? Jed. Actually, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, there's a dude at Beaver and Foursquare named Jed. Okay. What up, Jed? I hope you're listening to the podcast. I knew I knew one guy named Jed growing up, and I, we called him Head. <laughs> and, but, but, like, because that movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer, came out, and that part where he, like, yells in his Scottish accent, Head! Pants! And so every time he saw this kid, he'd be like, Head! Pants! Now! <laughs> have you seen that movie? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, cool. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so... Anyway. Anyways, so uh, Jed's a goober, right? Yeah, you know, I my first my first thought with Jed was that he was lame because any guy who brings a guitar on the Bachelorette is like, dude, what are you doing? Dan, had you been selected by the Bachelorette instead of rejected, no, I would submitted your headshot. I wouldn't have. Uh, had you been selected instead of rejected. Which, because you were rejected. But <laughs> no, I was considered. Had you been selected, I, I rejected. <laughs> they were bigger fish for me to fry. You would have showed up with your guitar in two seconds. <laughs> I, I mean, it would have been your bass guitar. You'd be like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, hey, like guys. You, like when you uh, played stand up bass for Christmas. Like when you played stand up bass for the Christmas service, but you weren't plugged in, but everyone was like, wow, I'm really impressed with dance. <laughs> Stand-up bass skills. It's true. I uh, If you came to Willamette Christian Church Christmas Eve services, you may have noticed me playing a stand-up bass, and you may have been impressed. Uh, I was not playing that bass. It was just for looks. So sorry to break it here. But hey, this podcast is not about me. It's about Jed, and it's about Hannah. They, on their date, went to the Boston Celtics training facility. Oh, yes. And uh, Which actually, they ended up... It was, it was, There's a lot of really funny things. It was Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier, who... Yeah. If you're familiar with the NBA, like on the Celtics, they're like good, I guess. But Jed walks in, he's like, "We got to play basketball with two of the best Dude, players in the I NBA." I literally started laughing, and I was like, "They're not even the best on their team." They're like maybe in the top 100, right? I mean, Jalen Brown is. Yeah, Jalen Brown went to Cal. I got love for Jalen. Yeah, he's a golden player. <laughs> but and there's no way, there's no way that Jed, little guitar strumming Jed, you know, bye bye Miss American Pie, right? <laughs> there's no way he knows that Terry Rozier's nickname is. Scary, scary Terry. Terry. Yeah. Like, a producer fed him that. He's like, dude, we hoop with Scary Terry. It's like, you don't, Jed. No, no, no. Okay. Like, Shut up, head. I, <laughs> I heard something today, though. Where where did Terry Rozier go to college? Uh, Louisville. Where, wherever I'm he, mixed up with Clifford Rozier. Wherever he went to college, uh, Jed, like, grew up. Oh, that, that checks out. And he, out, w- he went to that college. Okay, that checks out, because Jed might. Jed looks like he's from the South. <laughs> so that's why I knew he, Scary Terry. He looks he looks like a Southerner. Anyways. Okay, Jed, I uh, apologize. Here's a bit of... For calling you head in first. Here's a bit of NBA speculation. Sorry to 
sorry to bring this into the bachelorette portion of the podcast. You may have noticed that Jed was given his own personalized jersey and it was number 45 or something. No one on the Celtics currently has number 45. Uh, <laughs> Hannah B, on the other hand, she was given a jersey with the number 11. And if you're familiar with the NBA, this is significant because who, which current Celtic wears number 11, Drew? Well, if you listened to our podcast last week, you were warned to steer clear of Mr. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Because he, he has a dark secret. <laughs> he wears number 11 on the Boston Celtics. And he Instagrams like a... Zodiac Maniac. Steer clear. The Illuminati is large within Kyrie. Oh, we are the Kyrie truthers. <laughs> but, anyways, they. it's very strange that they would give Hannah number 11. It would be the same thing as if it was like the Lakers training facility and like the the guy got like number 60 or something and then she got number 23. And Magic was holding a press conference. <laughs> Just but, resigning mid-game. <laughs> So, anyway, <laughs> very strange. They play some hoops. It was kind of whatever. Jalen Brown gave some good dating advice, though. I don't know if you listened to that. Yeah. He seemed he, really I, sincere. He yeah. was, like, listening to her. And, dude, Jalen Rose, will you accept this final row? <laughs> Jaylen, or, sorry, Jalen Brown. Fab Five. Yeah. Jaylen <laughs> or Jalen Rose. You're 50 years old now. My, my father-in-law says every time he sees Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose is really handsome, which is just a really funny thing. But Jalen Brown, accept this rose. Wait, is Jalen Rose coaching Michigan now? Or is that Juwan Howard? Can... Juwan Howard. Oh, okay. Cry, weep like a baby. Oh yeah. So, anyways, uh, but I have to say, can we back up a little bit? Mm-hmm. The date where they were walking around Boston and Hannah, it's like I was sort of like first couple episodes, I was really like, oh, I, I, you know, I was mad when Hannah was the Bachelorette, and then a couple episodes, then I was like, okay, I'm kind of digging this. And the last episode, that date specifically, like, yeah. drove me crazy. Like, she specifically. Yeah. As, she a, was like, as a whole, she's been great this season, but you do get little glimpses just, of, like, oh, that's yeah. why. I was just like, what, what's wrong with you? This like, is the same girl had no idea how to give a toast. Yeah, and then, yeah, the whole taxation without representation, like, debacle, and then, like, just making up the... F- I was just like, the, I would, like, literally rather like be anywhere but then jet in that moment okay here's my counter argument i have two are you ready for him yeah that's just a boring date to go on what are you going to talk about if you don't know someone like are you just walking around like oh look at that building over there i don't know i'd rather hear ari walking around saying this is so oh pretty my God. no you wouldn't yes i would no you wouldn't then hearing hannah trying to remember the like british revolutionary slogan for like 20 minutes i will say josie and i uh watching it together by ourselves at home without you um or tacos or tacos uh uh hannah <laughs> At one point, she walked by some government building, and there was, like, a big gold thing on top. She's like, oh, that's where McDonald's got the idea for the gold marches. Great zinger. No. Great zinger. Are you kidding? That's so good. I almost turned it off. (laughs) I was like, I'm done. That was so stupid. Who says that? I don't have time for this. I watch Jeopardy every night. I don't have time to watch this. Dude, the Jeopardy streak's over. You have no reason to watch anymore. There was a new streak, and then... And then she just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was keeping uh, what my score would have. Anyway, okay, right. we'll, we'll agree to disagree about the date. Uh, it was not a great date, though. It was a terrible date. But the Celtics bounced it back. It was actually cool. They. It seemed like those dudes, uh, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier, it seemed like they were kind of having fun being there. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Jed's kind of got a jumper. It's a really slow release, but he gets under the ball. Uh, he keeps his arm straight. He can go glass a little bit. I respect that. Goes glass. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so the big revelation from Jed's one-on-one was I didn't even really like catch it at first because it was so bizarre. But he basically told Hannah, he was like, hey, to be honest, um, I came on the show because I know it's a great platform. Yeah. Just straight up. It's like the big – this is always the big scandal with – Guys on The Bachelor and yeah. girls on The Bachelor is like, hey, I don't think this person's here for the right reasons. Right. And Jed goes there and he's like, hey, I wasn't here for the right reasons. And he like sort of said that he is now, but not fully, which which means like why would you say something like that? It's either – which I guess this is possible. Either he's like very sincere yeah. and like, man, I do like this girl and I need to be honest with her or he's been running his mouth in the house. Yeah. About his music career, and he's trying to get ahead of the press, you know. Or he told some like ex girlfriend, like, "Yeah, I'm just doing this to like get exposure," oh. and like sometimes he's worried like the ex is gonna crash the show. Like it's happened before, and then and, like he'll, he'll be, be like, outed. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest line in show history. Who's this? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but like he wanted to avoid a moment like that, right? Or. Mm. Um, or he just wanted to remind everyone that he's a musician. <laughs> it's like the long, oh, no. it's like the long play of like, hey, you know, I have this whole music career, yeah. but I, I want you to know I'm here for you. But it's like, okay, dude, we just saw the date you're on, and she's talking about the Golden Arches. You're telling me that all of a sudden you're into her? <laughs> Dallas, it. it was a great joke. Doubt it. That would have sold me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, so that's Jeff. Then they played rugby. Yeah, let's dive into the rugby date. Yeah. Which, um, like, she's talking about, like, yeah, I just love a sensitive musician, like, you know, guy like Jed. But I also like it's to grind up their bones. Kind <laughs> yeah, of hard like, cut to dudes yeah. just running yeah, into each other like, okay, without pads. What does pads? this girl really want? Or, and then as soon as they said they're playing rugby, I was just like, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah, that's what Josie and I were saying. Rugby is, like, there's no pads. Yeah. It's full contact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get a mouth guard. Yeah. I had a cousin who played college rugby, and he... Screwed up his knee really, really yeah. bad. Yeah, and we had, so dude ends up busting his collarbone. But the but the biggest drama is, you know, there's a skirmish involving one of the Lukes. You know, big psycho Luke. Both Lukes. Yeah, Luke. It was a Luke on Luke crime. Luke P and Luke S. Yeah, and so so. But let's just talk about what which one's psycho, Luke P. Luke P. So. Can we just like we all agree this dude's got big issues? Oh, big issues. And the problem is Hannah seems to really like him. Mm-hmm. Like, would you say he's in her top three? Yeah. Oh, for sure. But but anyone watching and all the guys in the house seem to realize this guy has serious issues. Like yeah. like literally Hannah would be in danger being with a guy like that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. even when she's talking to other guys, like on like group dates, but like the kind of one on one moments, like you, the camera will like cut to Luke P just like glaring. Oh, and yeah. like clenching fists, or just like totally like to- like fixated on like he's so crazy. Well, he has like a very possessive nature. Right? Yeah, and and then he had this moment like he's referred to like oh yeah, I had anger issues in the past. It's like no, no, dude, not in the past. Like you've got anger issues now, and so like whatever happens, they're playing rugby. There's a skirmish, and he like slams this dude on the ground and like knees him in the head. And let's be honest, the other Luke's a total like. 
what's the what's the word I'm looking for? A total Nancy. <laughs> I know a couple of the he's words. A total, he's, a, he's a total Nancy, right? <laughs> Just a total like no one likes that guy either. He's whining the whole Those time. Those kids called me a Mary. <laughs> yeah, the kids, the kids. He's whining the whole time. You need me in there. It's like, dude, you're playing rugby. Like, just come on. But it was. Grow, di- grow I do up, agree dude. with what you're saying. But it was different. The everyone was completely away from them. Luke P. Like picked him up and slammed him down on the ground. Jody, do you got some hot news for us? No. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Jody came over and sat down. Um, but but Luke. Luke P is, uh, he just feels dangerous, you know? Yeah, it's a problem. And uh, he's, yeah, he, I don't know. I feel like he's got to go. And, like, as much as I dislike the other Luke for being a Nancy, it's like, uh, well, to his credit, all the other guys hate Luke P too. Yeah. Like, like really aggressively. That's the thing, is the other, the Luke who got thrown, he's actually not, Unfortunately, by proxy, he's like involved in the situation, but he's not exaggerating what happened. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, are you ready for a hot take? Well, can I just give you like the yeah. two sides of Luke P that I thought I thought? So the first half of that rugby situation and the whole drama, I was thinking like in my mind, I was like, oh, Luke P is just a big. You know, those guys are just like big dumb, like you know, just a dumb jock. Who's yeah, like, I just thought he was just dumb, and so and then like in social situations, he was like. That he like couldn't like represent himself well because he was just just a blockhead. Yeah, but well, for the first episode or two, I like kind of liked Luke P. Yeah, I'm like he's just kind of a dummy, but he's yeah. a sweet guy. Yeah, you know? but so like this whole time, I was just like, oh, he just can't articulate what happened or what he's thinking because his brain just shuts off. He's just an idiot or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm like he's getting a bad rap. But then like the second half, he was like so like l- deceitful and like calculatingly yeah. de- like just manipulative and. I- like, like couldn't keep his story straight. Yeah, <laughs> and like went out of his way to say something, and then go to her and do it, say whatever. And I was just like, okay, this dude's got to go. And he he's, he's not clearly, he's not as dumb as I thought he was. He's clearly guilty because he tried to apologize to Luke S or whatever like multiple times. Luke Nancy. Yeah, yeah Luke N. <laughs> uh, okay, are you ready for my hot take? Yeah, yeah, hit me with it. I didn't tell you this before because I wanted I wanted you to react in real time. Okay. So remember, everyone, picture my face. <laughs> You probably already uh, no, probably don't picture you it. It's, it's better that you don't. <laughs> okay, remember in the I think last week for when they played like coming up this season on the Bachelorette, and they show like it's nowhere near the level of a Colton fence jump, but there's some kind of huge, huge thing that goes down with Hannah and someone that she's talking to one of the guys. Okay. We don't know who the guy is, and you can kind of assume by the content of what she's saying that it's around the time of Fantasy Suites. Okay. She's like yelling at this dude, um, telling him something like, "Like you can't control me" or something like that. Is it possible that Luke P makes it all the way to fantasy suites and that possessive nature that we've seen come up again? Like, if he's having trouble now, yeah, can you imagine how crazy he would be, yeah, in hometowns or fantasy suites? Wow, is it possible that he goes that far? I'm just going to throw it out there. Our, I wish you guys could see Drew's our face. Our viewing audience, if you could see my face <laughs> right now. Here, I'll take a selfie. I'll, no, I'll, no. Put, it, I'll put it on my better Twitter. Better not. Better not. Better not. Hold on. I'm taking a, a video. I'm taking a video. I'm going to take a picture of Drew taking a video. <laughs> this okay. is 
Okay, I got the it. worst. This is the lowest point of our podcast. <laughs> Who's still listening? <laughs> what am I, who am I kidding? There's thousands. 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 We, got, we have thousands of fans. International audience. Yeah, international audience. Okay. We were Anyways. once downloaded in Germany. I just think that Luke P. Um, I think that we think we might see the last of him probably soon because they left the cliffhanger to kind of be like, oh, dude, you got yeah. found out. You right. got got. Right. It's possible that he won't. That's all I'm going to say. What does Hannah want? I don't think she knows what she, she wa- wants. Does she want a guitar strumming crooner? Or does she want psychopath, you know, potentially abusive Luke? On that note, I think we know the new front runner. It's got to be Tyler, right? Yeah, yeah. Tyler, lobster date. Lobster date. Lobster guy. Well, what do you mean by front runner? It's hard to tell who the front runner is. She seems to like a lot of dudes. I guess Jody thinks true. she likes the pilot guy. Yeah. There was that guy who, the one-on-one where she was sick, who was like a nice dude. I don't like think a, she likes that guy very much. He's had a weird body. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just weird, like, stre- stretchy arms. God does not look at appearance, Drew. Well, uh, yeah, but Hannah does. Yeah, I guess that's true. Theor- theoretically. Uh, so Tyler's date, Tyler was set up sort of bad because Hannah was really stressed about all the loop situation yeah, the tale yeah, of two loops crying yeah the whole deal crying Tyler shows up and he's just super chill he's like hey I'm here for you yeah he, swung, he yeah he played whatever. that he played that really well he's probably like in the first five minutes he's probably like in his mind like uh oh uh oh this yeah. is bad and he's probably thinking like this is gonna be a really crappy day but he uh yeah, he turned that around. They had a great day. He opened up about... His dad was really sick. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Um, showed up. Obviously got the one-on-one rose. Um, I don't know. I guess that's a really interesting point you make about the front runners. I guess I don't know who the front runner is. Because um, weirdly, it seems like she has had the best chemistry with Luke P. Yeah. A couple weeks right, ago. yeah. So that's probably why she's so torn up. Is she's like, okay, this guy's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. So, man, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Yeah. I, the funny thing is, after how many years this show's been on, we see people making the same fatal mistake, We, you know, just year after year. It's like, if you're going to go on the show, keep other people's names out of your mouth. Yeah. Just don't, just don't, just, you know, the guys that just do really well and stay above it all mm-hmm. are the guys who just like, yeah, they don't like Luke P either, but they're just going to stay out of it. Yeah, you know, like the guy who got the you know the group date rose, right? He was just like a chill dude, mm. you know. Um, I don't know. Can I give you my MVP from the episode, please? Was it Jalen Brown? <laughs> it was no, it was Jalen Rose. <laughs> uh, my most recent Google search is Paul Pierce poop. By the way. <laughs> Paul, Paul Pierce. So Paul Pierce pooped his pants. I've noticed throughout this whole season so far there's one dude who's like clearly uh my apologies i closed my browser and i'm trying to find him um he's clearly older oh it's this guy it's grant his bio is 30 unemployed from san Clemente, and he's like he's just older he looks older than anyone everyone i guess he's not older than everyone he's he's got a little bit of like a dad bod like He's not in great shape. He's always sitting on the couch. There's nothing wrong with the dad bod. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> uh, he's just always just chilling. He's my MVP. He's always just chilling. He seems like a dude, like, he's clearly, like, really happy flying under the radar because he's like, I don't have a chance. I yeah. just like hanging out with the bros. Yeah. Um, anyways. Just like when, when, 
like when Chad would just eat meat, just oh, hang, yeah. just hanging out eating meat in the, the house. The meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this pod used to just destroy back in the days of Chad. That was when we were we, we were living large, just raking in all that podcast revenue. Those were good days. I wish I would have enjoyed it. We need another Chad. Uh, dude, I think Luke P is a Chad of sorts. Let's see. Anyways, we'll let, it, we'll, we'll let the listener numbers decide. <laughs> anything else on uh, Bachelorette? Um, man, no. Are we um, gonna watch together next week? Yeah, we're in Monday night. But here's here's the question: How does the cliffhanger that they left us with? How does it end? So, I'm going with my theory from the scenes from the season coming up. I think Luke P doesn't go home. Does the other Luke go home? I mean, she doesn't seem to like him anyway. I think, I mean, either they both go or they both stay. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's the way I see it. So if Luke P stays, I think the other Luke stays. Can't you see that being a bit of like, can't you see the first two on one date being both the Luke? Oh, dude. That, it's, it's, okay. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but the two on one date will for sure involve the Luke, Luke P. Yeah. It will for sure involve Luke P. Like, I, I don't know like, if she likes the Luke enough to involve him in that. Mm-hmm. Nancy Luke is going home. You think he's going home? Yeah. Okay. okay. Jo- Jody. You heard it here first. Well, welcome, Jody. <laughs> welcome to the pond. <laughs> uh, no, I, I could totally see Luke P going on a two-on-one. Who's the, who's the guy that we... Chris? Mike? The outspoken guy? <laughs> Charles? Charles? <laughs> I don't know. Mike. Yeah, Mike. He... He's very outspoken against Luke P. I can see him going on a two-on-one. Yeah. I don't know. He's a little crazy, too. Do you yeah. remember Mike's face when Luke P. was trying to talk about how he was trying to self-defend himself? Against <laughs> yeah, self-defense. Claiming self-defense. Claiming self-defense. Was self-defense, dude. Sorry. Yeah. His face was Luke, like, Luke P. is crazy. <laughs> Luke, P., Luke P. is Chad-like, except Chad was like so intentional, and Luke is just naturally yeah. a jerk. Yeah, Luke's unaware. What do you guys think Chad's doing right now? I don't know. Eating some cold cuts? Probably. Some prosciutto? <laughs> prosciutto? Chad, tweet us. Uh, anyways, I think that's it for now. Yeah. We'll be back next week sometime. Thank you for listening. We out. Tell your friends about this podcast. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, let's get back Let's get back to the top of the mountain where <laughs> for, from whence we came. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting back into our stride. Um, yeah. It's true, Dan. See you guys next week. Bye.